So before we begin, I've just got a couple news items to go through. In fact, I have multiple news items this week. First one's a correction. Um, I put in the magazine this past, uh, for the March edition, that the Plum Island Surfcasters 25th Annual Fishing Show was scheduled to happen on the 19th, but it's actually the 18th. I had a little slip of the finger there when I was typing that up. I uh, just want to make sure everybody knows that. Um, that's a great show. I've been there many times. Um, this year they've got two seminar speakers. The first one is Steve Gallant. He's going to do some surf strategies for the North Shore. And then they also have Captain Chris Viscotkis. Hopefully I got that name right. Um, and he's from Mandolin Charters, and he's going to be doing some striper strategies for the boat crowd. Um, again, great show. They've got lure makers. They've got tackle shops. They've got industry reps from all your favorite companies. Uh, it's a great little show. And um, definitely worth checking out. So I definitely head up there. And uh, again, that's on the 18th. That's March 18th, the Saturday. It runs from 8 to 2. And it's at Hope Church on Hale Street in Newburyport, Massachusetts. So hopefully we'll see you guys up there. Uh, another thing that's going on. Um, last night I sat in on a webinar given by uh, Justin Davis from Connecticut Deep. And this was all about the regs that are going to change for scup and sea bass in Connecticut. Um, it's funny because the sea bass and scup stocks are both burgeoning. They've both, you know, blown past the finish line as far as as far as uh, rebuilding goes. They have a you know a target line that they want to see the stocks staying at or around, and they're both more than 100% past that. Uh, so it's it's a little bit of a tough pill to swallow to see that we're going to have cuts. Um, but you know what they do is they take a look at the stock and then they they make a quota based on the stock. And then they set their limits to try to, you know, sort of affect change on the fishery so that everybody, you know, all the catches sort of lead to meeting that quota. And last year we went past the quota. So uh, the rules that ASMFC writes for themselves dictate that, you know, when you blow past the, uh, when you blow through the, through the stop sign on that, you, you got to pay the next year. So um, the scup regs didn't seem like too much of a big deal at least to me uh, maybe the charter guys would disagree um, but um, so last year we had 30 fish at 10 inches um, and that was you know through the whole season um, and the charter guys get a little bump in the fall up to 50 fish at 10 inches this looks like this year we're gonna see a 10 and a half inch limit <clears throat> excuse me unless you fish from shore where you're gonna get nine and a half inches which is kind of cool for the shore guys um, and then in the fall, the charter guys will get a little bump up to 40 fish instead of 50. Um, that one, like I, like I said, wasn't that hard for me to, uh, to stomach that one. With sea bass, there's a whole bunch of different options, and it's definitely a lot more, a lot more uncertainty in there. Um, so last year, you may remember, we had a 16-inch sea bass as the minimum size. That's already a pretty big sea bass. And we had five fish per angler per day, and it ran from May 19th through the end of the year. And if you were fishing on a licensed charter boat in the fall, you got to bump up after, I think it was after October 1st, you got to bump up to seven fish. Um, this year, there's a whole bunch of different options. So let's try to run through those. I'm going to do my best to remember all the details. Um, so the first option was to leave everything the same as far as the seasons and the, and the bag limits go, but go up to a 16 and a half inch fish. Doesn't sound too bad on the surface, but... Talking to the charter captains, it was hard enough for them to get their guys to catch a 16-inch fish last year. So going up to 16 and a half, it's going to be tough for them. And, uh, you know, in that case, not really in favor of that either. Second option was to 
leave all the seasons the same uh, and leave the minimum size the same. So stay at 16 inches, but drop the bag limit down to two fish per angler per day. That one to me is a non-starter. No one's going sea basting so they can take home two fish. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, that one should just be wiped off the, wiped off the board here. The third option, which is the one I like the best, this is the summer closure. And that sounds a lot worse than it is, so just listen to what i got to say. We're going to leave the seasons the same. We're going to leave the bag limits the same. And we're going to leave the minimum size the same, but there's going to be a two-week closure in the summertime that runs from June 23rd to July 8th. Um, talking to the charter guys, that's a time of year when they're mostly catching smaller sea bass anyway. Uh, so that would be true of most anybody. Uh, so that one's probably going to hurt the least. The last one is what they call the fall closure. We're going to leave the seasons sort of the same. It's going to start at the same time. And you're going to have a five fish bag limit until September, no, until October, not October 1st, until September 30th, my, my apologies. And then on October 1st, we're going to drop down to a two fish bag limit, and that's going to close for the season on October 23rd. Not a big fan of that one either because there's that winter fishery that a lot of people do enjoy from you know in November and all the way through December especially this past year we had amazing sea bass fishing all the way through December so again I, for that that one for me too is a non-starter so I'm hoping for the summer closure uh, we will have official word on that sometime in the next month or so I would think um, but I just wanted to keep you guys informed on uh, what's going on there and, uh, and I do think we're going to see similar changes happening in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Still gathering information on that. Hopefully I'll have that for you in the coming weeks. And the last thing, of course, is the giveaway. And this week we're going to pick a winner. Uh, this this year, this week's, not years, this week's winner, or this period's winner, is um, John Tawa with this awesome pike. Uh, really cool story behind it, too. You may remember he was out fishing for largemouth. He was throwing jerk baits, but the water was cold and dense and floating the baits up. So he was going through his stuff, trying to find something that would suspend. He went with the S waiver, which was suspending the best out of what he had in his bag, and uh, hoping for largemouth and caught a really big pike. Uh, great photo, great fish, great story. So he's going to win the uh, jointed GT. I don't have it with me. Um, technical difficulties are still kind of holding me back, but I'm, I'm on my way there. I'll show you guys the finished product before we send it out to John in a week or two. And um, so I'm excited for that. And we're going to start another one right now. We're going to run this one all the way through May 17th. So by the time, man, it feels good just to say May 17th. But by the time we give away the next plug, and I don't know exactly what I'm going to give away yet, but by that time we'll be back in full swing. We'll be fishing for stripers. It'll be warm out again. We won't have any of this white stuff on the ground. And uh, psyched for that. So you guys know the drill by now. It just has to be a recent catch. It's got to show you in the photo. And uh, you can send them to me at danderson at thefisherman.com, or you can text them to the number on the screen. And if you do email them, just make sure you put contest or giveaway in the subject line so I can sort them out easily and put the photos where they need to go so that I can pick my winner. Um, so be really excited to see what you guys get in this round. And, uh, you know, like I, once again, by the time we're done with this, this round, it's going to be spring. It's going to be fishing time. I'm super psyched for that. Before we get into the reports, we're just going to have a quick word from one of our favorite sponsors, Fish Bites. For more than 20 years, anglers everywhere have come to know one thing, that nothing says no to Fish Bites. Starting things off in Massachusetts, as we always do, we're going to head up to the North Shore and we're going to check in with James Jukes. Just enjoying a little snow up here. Nothing on the roads or anything. All's good. I uh, got the birds chirping behind me, so we must be inching closer to springtime. 
anyways, um, got word over the weekend, a bunch of guys were out. The colder days of the two on Saturday, guys found it a little bit tougher, but they got into some good fish. Um, the On Sunday, the guys got out and did better with panfish. Uh, I did hear from some holdover striper guys. Um, they got into some fish. They were very still tight-lipped about things, which is understandable. Uh, and the guys up farther north, if you want to take an hour and a half, two-hour ride north of here, you can still find plenty of ice and plenty of good fishing still. You know, the trout have been coming through the ice. The white perch have been on fire. This is generally getting to the time where they're getting ready to spawn, I believe. Uh, but those guys are hammering them up on certain lakes in Winnie. Uh, and then a little north of there as well. Uh, down here, there's no ice at all. But we're still doing some open water fishing. And uh, that's about it from here. All is good, but just got to get out. All right, Dave. Thanks. Heading down from the North Shore through Boston. Didn't hear a lot of reports this week from that area. I didn't get anything from uh, Bando Trapper, for instance, who uh, sends in a lot of reports. But from what I heard from areas sort of adjacent, um, it does sound like the largemouth bass fishing is just getting better and better, just like it is pretty much everywhere. Um, we've got a lot of open water, even though we've had this, even though we've had this snow um, and this little shot of cold weather. Most of the ponds are too warm to, to even skim over, and uh, the bass fishing, the, the bass are just not having it. They're just like, we're, we're feeding. Um, March is my favorite month to fish for bass, and, um, and it's starting off, if you ask me, it's starting off on the right foot. Uh, so we heard some good reports of bass fishing from, you know, just outside of Boston, down through Plymouth. Uh, out on the Cape, same thing. I uh, saw some pictures from Ian out at Goose Hummock. Uh, had some nice fish on the boat this week. Uh, those fish, I believe, were caught on jerk baits, but I've been hearing good fishing on jigs, good fishing on a lot of finesse uh, things, you know, hair rigs, uh, Ned, Ned rigs, hair jigs, all that stuff, um, and, uh, and suspending jerk baits as well. So that's, that's something you can pretty much count on from here on out unless we have, like, some kind of really crazy cold snap. Um, and uh, I'm not, like, the world's leading uh, expert on largemouth fishing, but one thing I know, uh, especially in March, these, I mean, they feed well before any weather system any time of the year. But in March, because I think because it's cold and there's that threat of having some kind of big, nasty snowstorm with a lot of cold, anytime we have a system coming through, those fish just go crazy. They feed like, they feed like mad. And uh, so that's something you guys can definitely take advantage of. On the trout front, things are status quo. Um, still hearing great catches throughout the Cape. Uh, guys are getting them on shiners, they're getting them on worms, they're getting them on power bait, and they're getting them on many different lures. They're just going to get more and more aggressive now, too, as the water warms, and then soon Massachusetts will be dumping more and more uh, freshly stocked fish in, and then you get to fish for the dumb ones. You know, they, uh, they're they aggressive and they got no instincts, so it's, uh, <laughs> it's a great time of year to get out there and put a few fish on the on the bank, or to, especially to introduce a young kid to fishing. That's what I've done with my daughter the last few years, and, you know, she can't help but catch them. It's it's actually it's it's a it's a heck of a lot of fun. So I definitely recommend doing that. Uh, last thing in Massachusetts, we're going to head out west. We're going to check in now with Roy Leva. Hey Dave, Roy Leva here with this week's Western Mass Report. As you can see, it has changed a lot from my last report. 
Uh, finally, winter has shown up. We got our first snowfall of the season, uh, major snowfall. Um, depending on where you are, uh, out here in Western Mass in the Berkshires, you got anywhere from four to 10 inches of snow. Uh, prior to that, I have been getting out uh, ice fishing still. Um, there is some still some safe ice. Uh, believe it or not, some places have over 15 inches of ice uh, or frozen snow as it is now. Um, I did get out to a local pond yesterday. Uh, ice fishing conditions didn't change that much on the ice with the new snowfall. Uh, there was a lot of water and a lot of slush. Uh, I know going forward, it's probably going to get really bad. Uh, I'm, my heart's not in it anymore. I'm, I'm really done with winter. I was ready for open water. Uh, the good thing is it's March 1st and it's a possibility. Uh, Connecticut River's open. Uh, the Housatonic is open. Uh, some of the bigger bodies of water are open. Some of the small ones kind of capped over with all the snow that it got. Uh, nothing safe to ice fish. Uh, but, you know, we've got warm temps today, warm temps coming tomorrow, and then expecting another anywhere from 8 to 10 inches on Friday. Uh, so winter does not want to give up, but um, the alarm is sound. You know, I mean, it's it, like I said, it's March 1st. Uh, things are happening. Nature itself, she's, she's ringing that alarm. You got to wake up. So trout stocking, you know, this is the month where trout stocking starts, starts, starts in eastern southeast part of the state and kind of moves towards the west uh so by the end of the month we'll have fresh trout in a lot of the places that they get stocked um that gets a lot of other things going if trout fishing is not your thing you know pike bass all those things kind of uh tune into that trout stocking uh you know as, as well as holdover striped bass right now in the connecticut river and the housatonic um they're there they should be moving around i mean it's it springs only a few weeks away so Good news if you have the cabin fever, um, and if not, and you still want to get out and enjoy some ice fishing, there is some places you're going to have to drive around and look around and, and, and be safe. But there is some ponds in the, in the hill towns and Berkshires of Massachusetts that still have safe ice. All right, catch you guys next week. Stay tuned. Moving over into Rhode Island, um, the first thing you guys have to remember is that your 2022 freshwater fishing license for Rhode Island is expired um, if you haven't already renewed it. it. It will have expired as of February 28th, so you need to renew before you go fish freshwater anywhere in the state. Uh, the other thing you have to remember is that all st trout stocked waters are closed to all fishing. It doesn't matter if you're bass fishing or testing out that new lure you bought. You can't do it in a trout stocked water. So you can see that little white sign that says trout stocked waters? It's off limits. Do not even try it. Um, however, there has been some really good bass fishing going on in Rhode Island waters this week. I was out um, in the snow yesterday afternoon and uh, really just wanted to go out and try to get a picture of, uh, of a decent bass caught in the snow. Uh, this shot here is the biggest one I caught. Probably, I don't know, three pounds or so or maybe a little under, maybe a little over. Uh, the fish were crushing jerk baits, and they were up in the northern ends of the ponds where the flats were. We had some shallow flats, and uh, you know, the, the, like I was saying in the Massachusetts report, the the bass just aren't having it. They they don't care about this this snow. They're they're uh, they're turning on and they're not turning off, and I'm really happy to see that. Um, and they're really 
they're really reacting to these fronts that are coming through. We got another front coming through Friday, I believe. So that's another day that you guys might be able to go out and find some largemouth. So definitely check that out. And Rhode Island is underappreciated as far as largemouth fishing goes. A lot of great ponds out there uh, that aren't stocked with trout that uh, have some great bass fishing in them. But everyone drives right by them going to the Cape. So uh, definitely do some exploring and you, I'm pretty sure you're going to be surprised by what you find. On the saltwater front, the, the most exciting thing that we have going on in Rhode Island right now is the cod fishing. Um, you know, the, the boats that are running out of Point Judith are doing pretty well. And in fact, it seems like it's the best stretch of the entire winter right now uh, out of Cox's. They're getting some really nice fish and they seem to be getting good numbers of fish. Uh, so you, just any one of those boats that's running out of Point Judith Harbor is, uh, is worth a try. Um, I know the Francis fleet still doesn't seem to be up and running, so... Um, We'll have to check in with them and see when they're planning to uh, get the boat back in the water. But uh, there are a few boats running out of Point Jude right now, and you can get on them, and you pretty good shot. You're going to catch some fish. We have a window of calmer weather coming up at the end, at the beginning of next week, so that might be your shot to get out there. Uh, call ahead, of course, make sure they're running, and then uh, make it happen and send me the pictures. Uh, holdover striper fishing in Rhode Island has been seeing a really down year um, and that's continued this week it's just a really slow pick I think once we get some herring moving up into some of these rivers we'll see a little uptick in activity but uh, it just doesn't seem like big numbers of bass have been holding over in the Rhode Island spots this these last couple years and hard to guess why but it's just uh, just a fact of life moving over into Connecticut everyone's focusing on the rivers it seems you've got the Farmington the Salmon River the Connecticut River and the Housatonic River all these places are putting fish out uh, we'll start up in the Farmington because we're not going to hear from Derek this week. Um, and it just keeps getting a little bit better every week, it seems. We've seen a lot of nice brown trout coming out of there. The flows have been pretty pretty calm, it seems, um, you know, or at least in the middle somewhere. Probably going to see a little uptick now with the snow melt. But uh, overall, it's it's been fishing really well. A lot of nice fish coming out of there, a lot of happy anglers coming out of there. And the same could be said for the Salmon River, which has been stocked recently. And, um, you know, really good fish coming out of there and uh, really good, just consistent results coming out of the Salmon River. So those are two places you can go to catch trout and uh, have a really good shot. The thing you guys have to remember, though, is that trout season doesn't close in Connecticut anymore. Uh, so we are currently in the midst of, their, of Connecticut's catch and release only season. That started March 1st and it's going to end. April 8th on the official opening day when you can actually keep these things if you want to. Um, so all trout stocked waters are open to fishing as long as you release the trout you catch. The thing that excites me the most about it, I think we talked about it a little bit last week but I'm going to say it again, um, is that all these ponds that they stock with trout that have bass in them, they've been off limits all these years and March again is my favorite month to fish for a largemouth and um, when they put those trout in there, those big largemouth get excited and it opens them up to being targeted with big baits. So you go in there with your Huddlestons and your uh, bull shads and your uh, real preys and um, you got a really good shot at getting a really big fish on a big swim bait because those fish are keyed in on larger bait uh, thanks to the fish that have been stocked. So definitely take advantage of that and uh, again, if, you, if, if it works, Give me some credit. Send me some pictures. I'd love to see them. Uh, but that's that's something that I would be very excited about if I did more fishing in Connecticut waters. Um, so that's one thing. Uh, moving over into the Connecticut River, got all kinds of stuff going on in the Connecticut River area. Um, I've been hearing about some pike being taken up at Haddam Meadows. There's been some white perch action now in some of the marinas and up in Hamburg Cove. 
there's calico bass in a lot of those coves as well. Pickerel bite is definitely on. I haven't heard anybody talking about it, but man, that place has a lot of big pickerel. Uh, and it's definitely worth a shot for that. Um, so the Connecticut River is, is putting out all kinds of different species of fish. And, um, you know, it has something for almost every angler. In fact, while we're on that subject, um, you know, some of the some of the slower moving portions of the rivers and some of the back parts, portions of the coves actually skimmed over, which opened up a unique opportunity for some anglers who just aren't quite right in the head. One of those being Rowan Lytle. So let's toss it over to him now and hear about that. So as I mentioned in the last report, you can get fish on topwater sometimes even in the winter, uh, specifically talking about trout and particularly stock trout. Um, it, as you'll see in a short video, not too long ago, I was fishing one of the trout management lakes here in Connecticut, and there was some thin skim ice pretty near uh, the boat launch. And it was relatively shallow there, but there were relatively recently stocked brook trout and some rainbows in large numbers that I could see swimming around underneath that ice. And initially, I just had a streamer on. I caught a few fish off the edge of the ice, and after a little while, I got kind of curious and cast the fly over top of the fish that I could see that were underneath the ice and skittered it over top of them. And sure enough, those fish were pretty willing to come up and bonk their nose against the bottom of the ice trying to get the fly. Uh, after a little while, I switched around to a mouse pattern and, and fished that. I actually managed to catch one of the brook trout that were there um, through the ice. It came poked its nose right through the ice, got the fly in its mouth, and I hooked it, and it came skittering across the ice to me. Uh, they weren't very big fish, but it was an odd scenario, certainly not something you see every day. Um, but if you get out there on any of the uh, TMAs or TMLs, look for some trout that may be willing to hit topwater. It, it does happen this time of year. Uh, if you're fishing spinning gear, I would use small spooks and poppers. Um, fish them with a relatively continuous action. They don't really like it on the pause that much. You can stop it for just a second, but unlike bass fishing, you won't get that many fish hitting, hitting the plug while it's been paused for a while. Usually they'll hit it just initially after it stops or while it's actively moving. Um, with fly gear, you could use small panfish poppers, mouse patterns, guard side gurglers and things like that but it's definitely a unique thing to do and it's easier on freshly stocked trout than it is on trout that have been in the river for a while at least until it warms up but it's it's fun whenever a fish comes up to the surface to eat something when there's snow on the ground like there is now anyway good luck out there everybody catch you later so yeah i'm sure you never thought you'd hear about a guy fly fishing on top of the ice and actually raising fish but you know Rowan's the kind of, was one of the only people I know that would actually try to make that happen and of course he succeeded um, so I thought that was pretty cool I wanted to share that with you guys um, heading out west now the Housatonic has been putting out better and better numbers of fish better and better catches overall and you know when that snow was falling the other night it was coming down pretty good I thought to myself I bet somebody is out on the Housatonic uh, and they're probably doing pretty good and I was right um, got this shot from Devin LaCroix of a, you know, it looks like a 20 pound class fish. You can see the snow streaking through the photo at the same time. Pretty cool shot. And um, that was caught in a zinger bait, uh, one of their bigger rubber baits. And uh, just, you know, sort of indicative of that fact that, um, that the Hoosie just fires up when it snows or when it rains, especially in the wintertime. Um, we've got a little bit more weather coming in the overnight, I think Thursday into Friday. So, you know, maybe you want to take a cue from Devin and get down there and catch some stripers. 
Uh, for a little more on that and other things going on out in the western part of the state, let's toss it over now to Max Finch from Fisherman's World. What's up everyone, Max here from Fisherman's World with another local fishing report. Last week, uh, deep stocked the fly fishing only parts in Westport on the Saugatuck River. I know guys and anglers that are doing very well over there. So that should just improve as we move into March. And they stocked the Sleeping Giant area in the Mill River, so that's been fishing really well. And also anglers are hitting the Mianus down in Greenwich. On the saltwater side, there's been some herring caught here and there throughout the winter. It wasn't great. I haven't heard of any flounder yet. But most anglers are hitting the Housatonic, the upper part of the Housatonic, for the holdover striped bass. Uh, there's fishings where uh, days where they have lockjaw. There's days when there's really good. It seems like we get some muddy water. Uh, the fish are putting the chew on, especially during the daytime. And then anglers also fishing at night are doing really well and finding some fish, you know, in that 35 to over 40 inch range. At nighttime, you could definitely up your offering size, like seven to nine inch soft plastics, and definitely upscale your fluorocarbon to like 20 to 30 pounds. During the day, day I would scale down a little to get the bite. And sometimes you gotta go really light on your jig head to get the presentation right to have these fish strike. Thanks and good luck. That's what I have for you guys in the reports this week. Hopefully you're gonna find them useful. A lot of options, don't be deterred by the snow. Uh, a lot of different fish species to be caught from pike to largemouth bass to trout to striped bass in the hoosie. Um, we got some weather coming in uh, on Friday night, I think, or Thursday night. Um, and, uh, you know, that should fire up the, uh, the hoosie, so give that a shot. Um, if you're not a subscriber to The Fisherman Magazine, I highly recommend you head over to our website. That's thefisherman.com. There's enough free content on there to give you a full taste of what we offer. We cover everything from Delaware up to, up to Maine. we got travel pieces that go outside the region. We cover the Great Lakes, and we cover every species that you can catch in that region, and we do it all different ways. We do it from the surf. We do it from kayak, offshore. We do it from paddle boards. We do fly. We do everything. Uh, so check that out. It's the best 30 bucks you can spend in fishing. If you're still not totally convinced, at the very least, give us a like and subscribe here on YouTube and hit that little bell thing down there so you get a notification every time we post something new. I appreciate you guys for watching, and we'll see you next week.